0: Fundraisers. David Pluff, Obama's Campaign Manager Sunday, March 4, 2007, Selma, Alabama Barack Obama is sitting aboard his modest six-seater chartered aircraft on the tarmac at Selma, waiting. He has just finished his part in the commemorative ceremonies marking the anniversary of the bloody Sunday voting rights march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where forty two years earlier civil rights demonstrators had been trampled, tear gassed, and viciously beaten with whips and billy clubs. As he waits to begin the flight to Boston for political fundraisers the next morning, he's accompanied by just two aides, his press spokesman, Dan Pfeiffer, and his six foot five inch body man, Reggie Love, who can barely stuff his frame into his small seat. But that doesn't matter. Obama's in a good mood. His speech has been well-received, and he believes he more than held his own against the imposing figures of Hillary and Bill Clinton, among other notables present for the ceremonies. For Obama, Selma marks the first time he and Hillary Clinton have crossed paths since announcing their campaigns for the White House weeks before. Inevitably, given the intense media focus on their rivalry, their appearance has been hyped in the press as a critical Obama versus Clinton moment, and attracts a huge press gathering. That alone makes Selma a formidable political challenge, but there are others, with its symbolism as the scene of the last great battle of the civil rights era, leading directly to passage of the Voting Rights Act, of which he and every elected black office holder is a direct beneficiary. Selma gives Obama a chance to demonstrate that his candidacy stems from the history of the civil rights movement. It also provides an opportunity to put to rest doubts expressed among black Americans that he's not black enough to carry the banner of the movement forward. It's an argument Obama knows well, frustrating though it is, especially since he is only the third black person to be elected to the United States Senate since Reconstruction. With surpassing irony, no American politician has expressed more revealingly the agonizing conflicts of race, or in his case, the biracial conflicts, than his account of his African father, black as pitch, and Kansas mother, white as milk. His remarkable memoir, Dreams from My Father A Story of Race and Inheritance first attracted attention to him as a promising political figure twelve years before. Its pages are filled with brooding, self-revelatory passages about his struggle to come to grips with his mixed racial identity, including his painful description of how, as a teenager, he stopped acknowledging his mother's race because he feared he would be seen as ingratiating himself to whites, writing, Privately, They guess at my troubled heart, I suppose, the mixed blood, the divided soul, the ghostly image of the tragic mulatto trapped between two worlds. Out of this soul-searching of a thirty-four-year-old emerges the cool, disciplined politician of steely determination in pursuit of his unlikely dream of becoming President of the United States. Obama knows all too well that Clinton stands as the odds-on, even inevitable, winner of the nomination, and for good reason. She is the best known, has the most formidable political organization, the most money, the greatest expertise. She's backed by a network that has helped win the White House twice, something no Democrat had accomplished since FDR, and can recruit almost anyone she wants and everyone knows her name. Beyond all that, she and Bill Clinton have a special claim on the allegiance of black voters. So popular is Bill among blacks that he's been called, admiringly, the first black president. She also begins her campaign enjoying the endorsements of leading blacks from the Civil Rights era, including Congressman John Lewis of Georgia. Lewis who was nearly clubbed to death on that bloody Sunday in Selma, is among those this day who linked arms with her and Obama while crossing the Pettus Bridge in reenactment of that historic march to freedom. Against the politically intimidating Clinton advantages, Obama begins his improbable quest, literally, with almost...